Hello, I'm Richard Stack, and I'm playing Stanley Nimick. And Stanley is wondering how exactly his long career in door-to-door sales has led him to confronting an Egyptian god, and if that god might be hiring. I am Chris Gladys. I'm playing Father Gill, a Catholic priest who is really only prepared to deal with one god at a time. Hi, I'm Willa Wilson. I'm playing Joanna Vaughn. Big Pharma wants me, but they can't have me. Also, there's a literal demon living in my head. I'm Holland Curtis, and I play Poppy Pembroke, average Girl Scout and friend of the ferryman. Just here to make sure you're not cheating death, or if you want to buy some cookies, let's kill a god. Father Gill and Poppy, you have a crocodile-headed man who is staggered and is pushing his way back to his feet. And in the distance, you can see pretty soon something like 10 or 15 or 20 crocodile and scarab something or others, whatever they are, they're going to be at you pretty quickly. And up above, the, the vulture man is still circling Looks like maybe he's trying to decide who his best target is. He's being a little bit more cautious. You have a moment to make a choice. Poppy, get in the hole. No, I'm Poppy, not. No, get in the hole. Get in the hole. No, get, no. They need, they need you down if there. If you're staying, no, they don't. I don't know shit about mummies. I'm staying here. All right, we'll both get down in the hole, but you go down first. No, you're lying to me. That is I a would, stupid lie. I'm not gonna lie. I. I'll be you, down there. Okay, it's just, I need say, to make say sure. with a straight face then. Look me in the eyes and say that. Poppy. <laughs> Lie to me. Lie to me, Father Gill. Poppy, I'll be right down after you, I promise. Just let me make sure you're safe, and I will. I will. I promise you I'll jump right down. If you're so certain, then you go first. That is completely counter to the reason why I want you to go down in the hole. This could ruin lives. This could kill so many people. This could burn the city to the ground. I don't have a lot left for me, but I want to fight for it. I'm not going to sit by. All right. Hit whatever moves then. And as soon as we get, a, as soon as, if there's a break in the, if there's a break in the waves, a break in the action, we both go down. All right. Okay. Get ready then. As the two of you turn back, Poppy, you can feel the vulture grab you. It's fine. It's fine. Now, you may have a moment to do something about that, but you feel like your feet are just now leaving the ground. Oh, boy. Um, Am I grappled, like, by my shoulders or by my waist? Like, can I get a swing at him? Yeah, he did go right for shoulders. Okay, so my shoulders are a bit immobilized? Or am I able to, like, move around? You have some mobility. It's not full range of motion, but you can move around some. Uh, I know that if he gets me up high enough and he drops me, I'm done for. And I know that we are about to get a wave coming at us. So I'm wondering if I can call to whatever it is that made me what I am, make some connection. I've never talked to this being before. Make some sort of deal. Like, we've got to make this stop. I'll give up searching for... 
a way to fix things with my sister and my dad. I'll be a, a good little fairy man, whatever you need. I'm going to try and change the game. Give me your final plea. I'll play by the rules from now on. I promise I will. Just give me this, just give me this one, this one last time. What are the tags that you're using to get this to work? Because of her, her thoughts about her sister and her dad, I think that always brings up that wrathful justice. She's a bit of a hypocrite. And I think this is the moment she's realizing it because she's like, people that are dead should stay dead. But she's kind of always been thinking, maybe there's a way if I play my cards right. Um, I think this is the moment she lets that go. And she's like, okay, my sister's dead. My father's dead. That's how it's going to be. I won't poke and prod at that anymore, but I'm sure as hell not going to let anyone else suffer that same fate of accidental death, especially from monsters like this. Um, So wrathful justice, this might be a stretch, but I have a power tag that says get out of handcuffs and technically they are hands cuffed onto me. I mean... I've never used that tag before. I've never been able to swing it. I like it. That's good. (laughs) Okay. Okay. And then presumably they're old enough to be considered an adult. Maybe pity from said adult being that I was pleading to. Yeah, you're making a plea. You can can tap into emotions for that. (laughs) I'll take the three. I, I push my luck enough. Okay. Okay. Nine, nine plus three is 12. This is a very quick and very earnest prayer that seems to go exactly to the right place. You've aimed your prayer. So what happens is you feel something that's almost like a vacuum. And you feel yourself being sucked into the back of your own mind. And someone else is in front now. Who is in the driver's seat, Poppy? That would be um, the ferryman, Charon. Yeah, you feel yourself being pushed to the back and a new voice right in front that says to you, I suppose I should have been a better guide. And now you are playing a different character that is in the front of your mind. Karen is not going to screw around. <laughs> and in that blink, you're probably... Three yards off the ground, Father Gill, you've turned around and you're watching Poppy disappear. Karen, you have a moment to do another move because you've just switched. You've just shown up and you're ready to go. And Father Gill, you can see her starting to go and you can feel this horde of things much closer. Mm -hmm. So you have a choice as well. Uh, Well, I, I think I will use the stop holding back for this one. Uh, and what I was thinking of is, you know, given my my origin and my myth and all that, I would like to strike terror into the hearts of these things. We've got this this whole bunch of people. There's a lot more than we can reasonably handle in combat. My my mythos was for you know his own reputation, terrifying in his own way. And so I'd like to sort of tap into that kind of unbridled rage that he was famous for, and that uh, and and try to put on some sort of demonstration for these things that, that I am something they should be terrified of. So a primal scream, or, you know, thump the board on the, on, on the ground, popping seams in the jacket, as close as Father Gill's going to get to properly hulking out. 
Okay, I trust you, Jonah. Ultimate. <laughs> okay. I want to. I, I want them to to like understand that coming another step closer means death. You do have a sense that this comic didn't sell very well, <laughs> and that it might be getting canceled after this issue. So oh, no! any, anything could happen. Anything could happen. <laughs> the writer is disgruntled. <laughs> oh no! That will happen. That will happen. So, all right. So it says role plus logos, which means I guess then. Because I got logos, I've got three tags on my logos thing, so I guess plus three. And you're going with the ultimate. I'm going ultimate. A four and a six and a three. It's a thirteen. You're creating something that completely changes the tone of this battlefield. You're about to do something, and tell us what that is. That completely alters everything in the plaza of Whitman Central. Poppy, you're probably, the, or Karen, I should say, you're the only one who can see this at the moment. But uh, Father Gill sees the, the vulture person taking Poppy away, and he just screams and turns to the, and sees the, the vulture person and sees this horde of creatures coming upon you and just screams out this, like, his throat opens up and he just screams, no, in this wave that just begins to sort of echo through the, the plaza and he takes that board with the nails and he just pounds it on the ground and there's a, a slight ripple in the concrete that ripples out from where he is and you see him start to seem to get a little bit bigger and a little bit more sort of uh you know before he'd been kind of a he's, he's kind of a man of peace in his own way in his own weird way as a priest but now he has been he looks like somebody who is more of a of a warrior of a fighter he has an aura now of being like a, a general, somebody who should be commanding armies. Uh, the, his entire vibe has changed uh, as he screams out at this horde of people coming towards him, insists that they stop because another step means death. And what have you lost forever? <sighs> what I've lost forever, I think, is the priesthood. I don't think he can go back. He has given in to the rage that he's been trying to hold away. Hold away. He's given in to the just the, the the horror of war that he lived through in in the trenches. He has become something that he doesn't trust anymore. And I think if he survives this, he can't go back to just being a priest. Not for a very very long time. Underground. Stanley and Joanna, you hear a bellowing scream and the ceiling starts to rattle and dust starts to fall. It feels like maybe it just got a lot more unstable under here. Previously in this story, um, in the mummifying aspects of this body thing are being burned away. And we want, we need to stop that from happening and have space to, and time to, to put those things back and keep the mummifying happening. Yes. Yes. Okay. Then I have a plan. If, if it's time you need, I can help out with that while you're working on the whole mummy thing. I think I might be able to at least provide space. Okay. Come here. And I would like to stop holding back. And uh, I would like to use my power on a scale I have not 
trusted myself to use before. I would like to open a portal that can transport myself, this sarcophagus with the mummy in it, and Stanley to the Grey Wood. Okay. Giant portal. Mm-hmm. And you're going to go through your own portal. Yep. Right on the ground under us, because I can't, like, lift that sarcophagus. I just want it to, like... <laughs> So like the portal opens up under under us and we each drop like about a foot and end up in the gray wood. Yeah, that makes sense. How much of yourself are you pouring into this? It's, I'd say it's taking a lot because I haven't, I've had, I feel like I've had this power inside me, but I, I, I have not trusted myself with it because I don't trust myself with, with power because I know that it would just corrupt trying not only trying to control the power but trying to control myself with it is it's gonna do some significant damage to 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 who i am if this doesn't work what is about to happen uh oh no right the the demon takes over (laughs) you have a sense that if this goes wrong that the demon is going to do something maybe not take control but will finally be able to do a thing that they have been wanting to do for some time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I roll plus logos, right? Yes. That's two for me, because I'm two and two. So that's a four and a five, plus two, that's 11. Stanley, you find yourself falling. Uh, so you probably drop a couple of feet and are still standing upright Where in the Grey Wood did you bring the two of you here? Probably right where I landed with Minha. In the circle. Yeah, in that circle, the slightly damp circle. Yeah, yeah, Stanley, you're in a clearing in a a wide circular indent in the ground. And the sarcophagus is next to you, still smoking. Uh, Joanna is next next to you. She sort of looks around like, okay, I got it. Oh my God, I got it. Yeah, well, you know, we lived. And this giant circle that you fell through shrinks away. Well, I guess that gives us time. Okay, let's do this. Anything I, I can help you with? This is a little out of my depth. I don't know. Hold, hold the scalpel. I don't. I don't know. I don't, I'm probably doing fancy, cool stuff right now. Here, give me those embalming spices. We do some some good old fashioned bonding. With a mummy. So I think the first thing is we need to stop it from like burning away or whatever, right? Yeah, I, that's why I thought to get away from the explosion E zone would help. And this place is always a little damp. Karen, you every once in a while you do get a new body when you're invited in. It's usually under uh, distress from the original host. This one's a little small. It's a little young, different properties, but you can make do. What is this thing that's trying to pull you up into the air? What are you going to do about that? Well, it's something that's going to be dead very soon. I can promise you that. We're here to, you know, take care of business. Let's just get it done. Karen is just going to hit with all they've got. Um, the goal is to, from above, slice the legs off. They are dropped. And if possible, 
successfully twist in the air as uh, they are falling and take the head off of this creature. So that's the goal. I think you have a number of new powers to play with. I'm thinking maybe just for, for ease, we just tweak some of the ones that Poppy has. Because there's like the banishes the dead and, you know, using the weapon. And also I think filled with wrathful justice. It's not not correct. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, it's definitely different than Poppy banishing the dead because this is more so like, I've decided you are going to be dead now from Karen's perspective. And this is very much still Poppy's body with the limitations oh, yeah. of that. Poppy's limitations. But, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So that's uh, another 12. Nine plus three. Getting them good is the first one. And then potentially using the take cover or secure a superior position. That's more so getting Poppy's body, like being able to maybe like roll it into a somersault kind of thing. So the body is not injured in the fall. I think the blade goes right through the vulture's legs or arms, or whatever they were. You twist, and you land in a three-point stance. Uh, You can also see the vulture start to blip out, start to fade and crackle between the mist form and the human form, and completely takes a dive, hitting the ground headfirst, missing arms from the elbow up and legs from the knees down. This thing is likely not going to recover, though it is not dead. Father Gill, what did you do to the battlefield? Yes, the the ground rippled and everybody felt your rage. Mm -hmm. Something else happened. The oncoming horde uh, would have stopped at the very least. The intent would be to get at least a, a portion of them to decide that this is not something they want to continue and to run. As many as possible run and whoever's left, well, this is what they asked for. I think that makes sense. Good. Can you can you roll 2d6? Absolutely. A two and a three. Five of them did not turn and run. Okay. Five of them will die. Glad we're on the same page about that. Is it? Are you all right? Oh, I'm just peachy. We'll talk about this later. We got things to kill. Come on. And from behind you, there was kind of a, a ripple... And there was kind of something that felt strange in the air from underground. Mm. And suddenly the smoke is almost gone. From underground, you hear screeching. And these five, three crocodiles and two scarabs (laughs) that are still on their way, slow. They're almost there, but they stop and they wait. And they look at the hole behind you. And first one, and then a second... And then a third griffin fly up from the hole. These are things that look like maybe they were trying to hide human form, tattered black robes on. They have giant hook beaks, claws in the front, wings in the back. First one up, then the second, then the third. And then they begin circling. All right. Three more bodies for the pile. Nothing we, we can't to- handle. We've got to buy those two more time. If if they can pull this off, then maybe we won't have to deal with all of them. But uh, they need the time that we can give them. I'm sure they're down there working real hard. I'm sure they can right right about to get it. Let's let's destroy some things. 
could I use my intuition to see if there are any, you know, anyone else down there in the in that hole? I think it seems peculiar that these three things flew up right away and the smoke has stopped. Now, how would you find out more with intuition? You know, just vibes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that's that's enough. I think it's enough for Karen to be suspicious, but um, still, like, ready to rumble. I just think they're um, making progress. That's all. Does seem a little peculiar. Doesn't stop what we have to do, though. I'm Karen, by the way. I don't you, believe we've met. He <laughs> just takes a long look. Like, this is something else we got to untangle, is it, then? All right, no, then, it's uh, fine. I just thought the battlefield was a bit too much for a girl. Little girl, you know? All right. Karen, I, I'm Father Gill, and uh, we can catch up later, I'm sure. <laughs> he just keeps side-eyeing, side-eyeing her like, right, this is a whole new thing. Something else to deal with. <laughs> Oh man, those teenagers and their those teenagers. Phases. You know, this is how. Hey, look, if this is how she deals with trauma, that's how she deals with trauma. I'm not going to get in the way, and now is not the time. The angel that is not an angel disappears. Whoops, oh, that can't be good. Or it's very good. I'm not sure yet. The three animals on a disc change as though they're looking far into the distance, and the disc begins moving far away. In the Greywood. Tell me what you are up to. Oh, you know, just doing the do, doing the mummifying stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, we did a bunch of research. I, I know how mummifying works and stuff. Science. Science. So is, is this thing still warm? It is cooling down, but it is still hot. Do you need to do something about that part first, maybe? Should I summon some ice? I mean, if you got some of that up your sleeve somewhere. I open a tiny portal in my sleeve to an ice machine, and I just ding, 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 ding. You'd be handy for a party. <laughs> That'll probably work if you have plenty of time to get plenty of ice and let it let it melt. Yeah, it's a start. Definitely uh, hand wavy sciencey stuff. I've probably got uh, access to some some chemicals like dry dry ice. That's that's a thing. I, that would that would clear that would cool you down quicker maybe i don't i don't know i don't know but joanna does uh i think that if you can get enough dry ice that you'll be able to cool this body down pretty quickly but you're definitely going to need to roll for that okay okay and i'm not going to have it come out of my sleeve because it would touch my skin and that would hurt so it's just going to shoot out from my hand um but yes so that would be okay okay this is nice that's a 14 Stanley, out of her hand, uh, shoots chunk after chunk after chunk of dry ice, a huge explosion of steam, and the dry ice keeps coming. Stanley's just sort of shaking his head, um, but in that process, also kind of looking around, because we seem to be alone, but trying to keep it that way. Hey, that angel is right above you. Like, um, How much more time you need, because points up. I guess I'm just shooting ice out of my hand, uh, dry ice. I don't, I don't know. I, I'll, I'll take its temperature. I'll feel its head. <laughs> See how, how, what? You got a fever? You still got a fever? Are we getting that down? Yeah, I think that you are close to being able to science. Oh, thank goodness. <laughs> I'm keeping watch on the angel, obviously. So, what's happening there? 
Yeah, I think she's starting to lower down. If you need some time, I mean, I got an idea. Since I, I guess everyone else is doing it, so I, I can also uh, stop holding back. <laughs> so my plan is to basically um, have a shell of bug armor erupt from the ground and close us in, which is definitely not something I've done with this before. I think that you have an option here. You can become the armor, or you can create the armor, and then damage to it affects you. You know what? I, th I think I'm just becoming the armor. I'm okay with that. That seems like that seems like an ultimate. It does. Well, and the dice roll with the two logos that I have is eleven. Tell me what happens. Yeah, what happens is um, you see Stanley. See, stands there for a moment, and then sort of um, starts kind of dissipating into the ground and then you see bug plates move outwards from it where he's standing and start coming up into a dome around us these sort of waves as he's fading into the armored dome joanna what do you have for light as i recall i had a, a flashlight at one point that i threw at a giant worm the moon <laughs> well i could summon a, a, a book of matches so I've got, you know, I've got a dry house coming out of my right hand. I've got some fire on my left hand. You see Stanley becoming this dome. And you have a moment to stop with the dry ice and find a light source. Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't think about that part. Sorry, leaving you in the dark. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I stop with the dry ice for a moment and summon um a, 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 can a candle. <laughs> You can get, you can get a candle. Okay, a, a lit candle. Oh, a lit candle. <laughs> yeah. Okay, light or just a lantern. Oh, a lantern. A lantern. Either one. Okay, I need to actually make a decision, don't I? How about, okay. how about, how about an oil lamp? Let's get an, a lit oil lamp. Where is it? Uh, did we pass a lit oil lamp while well, we were walking around? Well, when you met Father Gill, you saw a whole bunch of lit candles inside the church. I I do my portal thing. All right. Just I roll. Go grab them. Oh, no. That's a five. And then Stanley closes you in the dark. <laughs> With the last lights, you are able to see that this body... The smoke has stopped, and you can probably start to get to work here in the dark. So fun. Father Gill and Karen, these griffins don't seem particularly interested in you. They're trying to get their bearings, as though they're trying right. to figure out where the thing or something is. The griffins are, are more within reach than the, uh, the two crocodile and the scarab people. Well, the ones on the ground are probably easier just because they're okay. on the ground. But the things in the air, they may not yeah. stay around if you don't deal with them. We'll make a mighty leap and try to bring one of these guys down. Karen, do you have a little bit of reach as well? I don't see why not. I mean, I do have the scythe thing, but it's about as long as like an oar. I mean, if you launch me in the air and then I can just go <laughs> <laughs> before we do anything, if we have a moment. I think Karen turns to Father Gill and says, Penny, for your thoughts, what should we focus on? He looks up at the, at the, the griffins. He looks at the things on the ground and he says, if the battlefield has changed for them, we need to change it in our favor. I don't know what they're looking for, but I don't like the look of it. 
They were down in the hole. They were. They're going to continue to do what they were doing and try to interfere with our friends, wherever they are. If they're not here, I don't know where they would be. We take these down, we deal with them. We give our friends some more time to save the world, as it were. Uh, I will curl up for a mighty leap with my my spiked board mm-hmm. and try to jump on whichever one is, is lowest and nearest to us. Wait, 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 wait. I get on his back, like <laughs> piggyback. Right. I'm like, we can, we can double team this. We can be smarter about this. I, I like your idea. Let's do this. Because I'm, I'm seeing like sort of two things going on here. One, of course, is try to jump and reach them. And the second one then would be to whack them with my pointy stick. You're jumping to get in range for Karen to also do a thing. So it's not an immediate attack. So it might be take the risk. And then if that is successful, you'll have more options. Okay, let's do that then. All right, roll plus powers. What do, do I have anything that I can apply to taking the risk? Mm, not really. <laughs> Bare knuckle boxing does not really involve a whole lot of leaping last time I checked. Uh, rage equals stronger, I guess. That always yeah. works. Yes, so, you've, got, you've got some leg yeah. strength there. I got my rage. That'll uh, maybe, maybe inspiring leader. I'm trying to inspire Karen to, to really give it all she's got. And, yeah, that didn't that didn't sound right coming out of my mouth either. All right, if, rage if equals, you say so. <laughs> rage equals stronger then. Uh, all right, so let's see. Plus one, take the risk. That's a six and a four. Plus one, I do it somehow. Yeah, you have launched yourself straight up. Uh, it looks like you're in range to do something, whether it's an attack. Uh, it looks like Karen, you can also, if you want to take a risk, you can do something, or you could also attack from up here and then fall. I will almost certainly swing my pointy stick at it. Toe-to-toe or hit with all I got. Uh, this is just to do damage, right? This is just Plans. to do damage, yeah. Yeah, let's hit with all I got. I think that, that's going to give me more options that I want to do. Now, as All right, at, so now... So you've jumped, you've gotten into place. Karen, you can tell that he is about to clobber this griffin that is right in front. Are you doing something simultaneously, jumping off, or are you attempting to attack another griffin while he is attacking the first one? use one of the griffins to like soften my fall but definitely like take him out at the same time but i can also just bring him to the ground and then deal with them father gill has leapt you see exactly where he's going there's another griffin within range and you are jumping mm-hmm. you're jumping off of father gill to the second griffin yes i am <laughs> <laughs> all right out of death <laughs> Father Gill, you feel her jump off of your back. All right. Uh, Gotta keep it real. Gotta keep it light. Yeah, yeah, totally. (laughs) Hit with all you've got. Hit with all I got. All right. And I got my my three proper tags, Weapon Master, Rage Equals Stronger, and Board With Nails In. Ooh, that's left. That's okay. That's a a four and a one. Plus three is eight. Yep. You can choose one. I'm going to hold this attention. I want all this attention on me. Yeah, you smack this griffin right upside the head. Yep. As you strategically fall back to Earth, you see it refocus on you. Good. And looks like it's preparing to dive. Okay. Karen, uh, you probably weren't paying attention to the end result of Father Gill because your focus is somewhere else. Tell me what you're doing. I'll say land safely on the thing because I think... Karen's ready to like do whatever, but also realizes that their host's body is very much a frail 16 year old. 
um, and probably couldn't withstand too much of a fall. So definitely landing safely, but then hoping to gain control to do some damage later. So that sounds like take the risk. You're trying to ride the griffin. Awesome. Okay. Oh, (laughs) hmm. That's a five. Karen, you have completely misjudged the physical capabilities of this body. Full adventuring adults ready to do this kind of thing would have completely succeeded in this. But damn it, this body and you've completely come up short. She's so short. Yes. And you are falling. Joanna, how is it going here in the dark? Oh, it's great. (laughs) What are you working on? Well, there's not much I can do because if there's dry ice everywhere, if I touch it, it's going to freeze burn my hand or something. So until I have light, I can't do anything. It took a minute. But here in the dark, as you start to think of what you can do, you realize that there is a slight glow from all of these symbols that are revolving around you. Oh, okay. It's not bright enough to read, but it's bright enough to sort of find your way through a bag of things. And it's bright enough to just barely make out what's right in front of you. Okay, that's handy. Uh, Yeah, I'll rifle through my pockets to get all my embalming mummification herbs and just start sprinkling. There are a couple of things happening. One is getting set up and making sure that you know that you're ready, getting all of your things out and prepared. Okay. And that might take a minute, and then we might come back to you to see if you are successful with the science. Okay, so I'm just preparing to science right now. Yep. Okay. Okay. That is an eight plus two is a ten. Stanley uh, makes a little little table of bug armor next to her for her tools and things. (laughs) Aw, a little operating table Mm -hmm. tray. Mm -hmm. Thank you. That definitely helps you get organized. Stanley, this angel is unhappy with you looking like this and preventing the required observation of (laughs) the rise of the new pharaoh. And I don't know how well you can see. What are your senses like in this form? Probably not much, I would imagine. Hmm. Seeing as how I don't think I really have, you know, eyes currently. Yeah, you definitely turned inward because you're trying to help Joanna as best you can, creating tables and things. You feel a very powerful impact on your back. Like, tell me how, if you don't have senses, how well, you're, I'm yeah. Just, just kind of going with um, the defensive abilities that I have. So the the bug armor, obviously. Um, my I have a hunker down tag. Um, so if I'm, you know, hunkering mm-hmm. down as a sphere of, of armor, maybe at best I could pull fast healing, absorb it or you know, regenerate from any of the... Yeah, you are about to get a, um, a a clobbering from an angel, an angel godish being. Mm-hmm. So there's no avoiding it, but maybe right. in this form you can try absorb to, it. Try to weather it, basically. Yeah. Right. We'll see what that does. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, not great. Six. Hey, you haven't been in this form before, so maybe you didn't really know how to to steady yourself. 
Uh, but you take a tier three tag of clobbered. <laughs> Within this dome, Joanna, you can feel everything shake. Ah. This is not conducive to science. Father Gill, you had a successful role and you're about to land well. Oh, good. Because physics and time work the way we want them to. (laughs) You land, you Mm -hmm. look up, you see the griffin, you see your ward Poppy (laughs) uh, falling. You probably have a choice of either doing something to help her Mm -hmm. or doing something to prepare yourself for the attack. Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to help Poppy, of course. I'm gonna try to position myself under her. Probably have to, to drop the, the board with nails in and try to just try to catch her. And doing that is gonna open you up to this griffin attack that you will not be oh, able have, to defend from. I have no doubt. I think you could face danger or I think you could take the risk. Take the risk. That that makes sense. Um I think if you fail, you miss her and <laughs> you get hit. Yeah, probably. Yeah. But Father Gill knows what he needs to do. All right. Let's see. This plus three. That's a six and a four. Thirteen. It's like it's like uh, Andre the Giant at the end of The Princess Bride. Just poof. Karen, this did not hurt as much as you were anticipating. <laughs> that priest from that strange religion uh, looks like he captured you before you hit the ground. Are you all right, puppy? You all right? She, yes. There's no broken bones. So that's a good that's a good thing. All right, good, good, good. I'll She's set her on fine. Her feet. She's just yeah, still me. All right. Then so sorry. She, well, as as long as you're you're fine, I suppose. All right, I'll just set set her on her feet. And from still behind confused. Father Gill, uh, you know something has yes. just collided right into you, Karen. You Ow. watch them both go flying past. Father Gill, I think you have two tier tag of shredded on your back. <laughs> So there are a whole bunch of claws that just dug into your back and left uh, left deep gouges. Ow. Karen, you watched that happen. Father Gill is on the ground. Did you say the griffin swooped back up or is still like kind of on him, around it's him? Still on him. The other two in the okay. air look like they have figured out which direction they want to go and are going. But this third one is still here on the ground with you. Uh, okay. How, how tough does Father Gill look? Does he look like he can survive another swipe or? Father Gill, how do you look? Yeah, he doesn't look good, but he still is is sort of in the game. He's still in the game. He, he looks hurt, but he's he's still up and running. I'm wondering if I can try something wonky because I want to stick by Father Gill's side in case he needs help, and almost definitely because I can tell like the body and soul that I'm like kind of possessing right now is like. I guess kind of likes him and sees him as family or whatever. It's weird. Yeah, Poppy's voice is in the back of Karen's head, so she can say whatever she wants to say. I do think that Karen hears, help him. And so goes, let's the others go. <laughs> Gotta keep his numero uno happy, aka this contracted teenager, kind of his ward in a way. So yeah, he's gonna go swipe for the griffin. Okay, that is a 10. Yeah, what were you aiming for? His head or any any injuries, his neck, if I can get to it. Just trying to like... Then choose two. Get him good and then 
secure a superior position, which means getting him farther away from Father Gill. Looking around you, there are still these five other enemies that are on the ground. You feel like you can aim a little bit where this griffin goes. Definitely going to try sending the griffin barreling into another one of our opponents just to knock them off their feet if possible. Yeah. Give us a little time. The griffin is knocked back. It collides with two of these things, one of the crocodiles, one of the scarabs. You aimed for the head. You got a good chunk out of the neck. It looks like the griffin could still fly, could still get up, but that's going to take a little bit of time. Stanley. Yep. Yeah, you are starting to sense that this this giant thing is going to try to hit you again. Preparing for the hit again, what I'd like to do is be using my, I'm going to burn my fast healing tag to basically just like keep piling up plates, such as like regenerating them wherever the impact is. And so that gets me a, a 10 automatically with the three power on facing the danger, I assume. Yeah, there is an impact that you can feel, Stanley. And Joanna, everything around you rattles. It feels like you would have taken three more points of damage, Stanley, but you're focusing all of your energy on keeping yourself together and you avoid those. Joanna. Yep. Mm-hmm. The fate of this city is upon you. Okay, let's do the science. Can I just burn science and make this work? <laughs> I think so. It means that you are no longer a sciencey person. Ah! <laughs> I think you should go into it thinking... If this is the last science I ever do, is it worth it? It has to be, right? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Okay, okay. Getting in Joanna's head. If this is the last science I ever do, at least I will have done something good with it. Science, 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 science. What do we see in this panel? You see, like, test tubes coming out of everywhere. I've got a fractional distillation set up in a corner. I, you know, I, I pull a Bunsen burner out of nowhere. Um, I, I guess it could have worked for light, but, you know, um, I didn't think of it because I was it was to save that for the science. Um, uh, you know, stuff is boiling. I've got some some of those long glass thermometers going I'm just sciencing it up. I'm I'm measuring stuff out. Um, just just the very epitome of science. It's exactly what you think of when you think of a science. Uh, we can see multiple arms in this panel because you're moving so fast and time is passing very quickly. You can move like the wind. Yeah, you can see calculations and math just flying around my head. Like there's geometry going around for some reason. Oh, we we know how science works. We oh, got yeah. it. <laughs> uh, and then in the next panel, a kind of a close up looking down. And then in the panel after that, we see the result of your science. What do we see? It's a, it's a mummy again. <laughs> it's not becoming a god. Is that what's up? Um I probably had to tear up my uh, my lab coat sort of trench coat thingy to use as bandages on it. That, that that's 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 gone. Um, it's not on fire. It's not smoking, and um, it's not about to come back as a god. Stanley, you are readying yourself for another impact that doesn't come. 
Joanna, you are here in this very dim glow of your symbols and Bunsen burner, and it is quiet. And this mummy is still, and you both wait. And in the corner of the panel, there's a little, little tag that says, time passes. Karen, inside your head is a very black space where you stand opposite little Poppy. Maybe the reason you're here has passed and there are really other things you should be attending to. But you do have a moment to have a conversation with this agent of yours. I think Karen sees this this young girl still so so stubborn, so hurt, cracked open from the horrors that she has seen, but finally for once in her life letting something grow past that and grow from it as a god Karen likely sees a lot of a, a lot more past the mist than than those that are you know human or human plus or like in that kind of gray area so I think that because of that uh, they've always been able to kind of delve deep and take a look at the soul and where Poppy's soul once was blackened and charred and and cracked from pain and then shielded over with iron and metal. I think now through those little cracks, little tiny sprigs of green are starting to pop up like new growth. The tiniest bit of life coming from fresh earth after being overturned from a terrible rainstorm. You know, they haven't really had conversations before. It's always been vague, vague feelings and emotions or guidance just from vibes. I think all Karen says to Poppy is, you're not lost yet. And I would know. And just ruffles her hair. I think in this moment, she kind of doesn't quite know what to do, faced with a god. And is kind of stuck between that, like, stubborn, like, how dare you ruffle my hair? And like, okay, but wait, this is a god, though. I can't get that mad at them. Takes a deep breath. Grips her backpack straps a little tighter and just nods. And I think she says, can I go home? And Karen says, it's time. And I think with that, it swirls away. And Poppy regains consciousness. Standing next to Father Gill, you sort of come back front. And Father Gill, you've been standing there for a few moments on your feet. It might be your imagination, but some of this sand starts to be lowering or disappearing or dissipating or something. And these scarabs, these crocodile men seem to not have the same agenda that they had a little bit ago. They seem to be sort of stumbling around a little aimless. You might be seeing a little more green on the ground and things start to be fading back to the way they were. And you can sort of feel whatever is going on with poppies. She has a sort of a jolt and she shakes a little bit and her posture changes. You all right? You're okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. I'm fine. Thanks to you. 
I, th- I think we did it. I think we did it. Maybe. Or they did it, I should say. I, I think so. I've still that got was really scary. Nails in, but yeah. It's all right, though. It's all right. I think she just rushes in for a hug because, yeah, that was a lot scarier than she <laughs> was expecting it to be. She went in, guns a blazing. It, it, it takes Father Gill a moment to register this, but uh, he'll, he, he takes a moment of just like, it's unexpected, but all right, and uh, puts down the, the board with nails in and, and gives her a hug. She might be opening the wounds on your back a little bit with the power of her hug. Are you sweating? Just, That's gross. It's not sweat. Not sweat. Oh. Ah, oh. Yeah. It, it's, oh. it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Let's uh, just make sure that we take stock of what's going on. Um, do we, we have a, a sense that the threat has basically passed? We do not feel at danger at this point? Yes, correct. I don't know how, but I think I think they did it. Did we try to find them? I don't know. Doesn't sound yeah, like there's we... anything happening in that hole. Yeah, can we go poke our heads into the hole and see if see what's down there? You can see that it is pretty much empty down there. The the hole did lead into one of the um the underground sewer tunnels. You haven't been to this one, but you know what they look like now. I suppose we won then. I don't know. Let's assume for the moment that they are somewhere. And they're all right. Why don't we head back to to the, the hospitals? Church? So you, I mean, you're bleeding like a lot. It can't be bad. All right, maybe it is. I mean, that it bad. looks it looks kind of bad. It looks Are you bad. sure? You sure? All right. I'm not gonna lie to you. It looks bad. Okay. All right. I I I believe you. Uh, then we will start to to head our way towards a hospital or or someplace where we can get some medical attention. Uh, and when we're done there, we should meet at the church because I'm sure that's where they're gonna know to to find us after they. Uh, are done doing whatever it is they're doing. I guess that wouldn't be so bad. I'm definitely going to get a badge for this, right? I should think you should. I mean, monster killing is, I, I we'll make a badge if we have to. We'll make everybody Fantastic. badges. We'll make everybody badges. I'm sure they're going to love it. Stanley, this is so relaxing. <laughs> this feels very different. It is a very calming state for you to be in. I'm not sure how long you stay this way. Do you have motivation for breaking this serenity? I think not actually, because the um, the theme I was choosing to lose based on the ultimate price there was my routine theme of my salesman job. So I think he's actually just good to be chilling this way at the moment. And at some point he would probably uh, reduce down to semi-humanoid bug form, but that might take a bit. Joanna, it is very quiet out there. Nothing has happened with this mummy. It looks like science won. There is something kind of empty inside of you, like all of your years of training, your whole persona that was built around this logic and this math and this chemistry and learning the building blocks of the universe, it really feels like you can't remember a lot of that, and it's not a part of who you are anymore. I um, try to catch my breath from all that science. I just live in the, the feeling of emptiness, and I'm just face down in the dirt, well, face like slightly to the side so I can breathe, but definitely part of my face is in the dirt. Um, 
just feeling the the void. I think you sleep. And when you wake up, you are still here. You are still here and you are still safe. Okay, I wake up. I call out, Stanley? Poppy? Father Gill? And not receiving any response from any of the people I've been fighting alongside for the past however long this has been going on. I think I reach into my head and say, Mephistopheles? Yes. You're still there. I will be with you for quite some time. But no one else is. So seeing her moving and doing whatever she's doing there in her head, uh, I try to open a door in the, the armor to let her leave. And you see part of the wall open up and there is the low light of the setting sun. I go toward the light. Epilogue. About a week later, Poppy, Father Gill, Joanna, you're here in the Grey Wood around Stanley, who has been keeping the sarcophagus sealed away and safe. You haven't seen the angel. You haven't seen the golden disc with the animals. Whitman Central is pretty much wrecked and is being deconstructed, taken down. But the neighborhood has returned to a city neighborhood. And so you have gathered here to do what? He's not dead in there, is he? I knock on one of the, like, carapace pieces. Hello? Hello? Just sort of wiggle a plate a little. Ugh. Okay. Ugh. All right. All right. All right. All right. He's all right. He's not dead. So that's good. And I, I slowly put away the rosary and the oils that I brought with me. <laughs> just like, just hoping nobody notices. Like, Stanley, if if you can hear us, we uh, we 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 won. We may want to get that box out of you and put somewhere more safe. I, I don't know if we can do part that. of the dome lightly. Don't kick the dome. Stop being lazy. <laughs> If a dome could sigh, it, it would sigh. And yeah, it's a big, like, and, and then you see it sort of contract back down and start wrapping around into a vaguely human-sized form, kind of buggy armor mode, not the mm-hmm. suited salesperson mode from before. And it's lying on the ground next to the box. So there your you are, curse Stanley. is being a dome. I wouldn't call it a curse. It was pretty nice. Very relaxing. Well, well, I, for one, am glad that you're done bugging out because um, you've missed so much. It has been a, it's been a very impressive. It was, it was very impressive over there. I don't know how you all got yourselves here, but uh, there, was, there was a lot going on back by the hole in Whitman Central. There was a lot going on here as well. We should probably find a safe place for that sarcophagus then, I think. Uh, we do have a, a small crypt under the church. That might be a place to put it. I don't know. We may we may need to be a bit uh, clever in terms of how we get this thing in there. I mean, I thought you you types were strict on who gets put in what burial grounds, and you know. Oh, we we generally tend to be, but I think uh, I can make ourselves an exception on this one. And uh, 
I don't know. Perhaps being in the house of the Lord will offer it a bit of a bit of protection from others who want to interfere with it. Maybe I'm not sure how these things work, but it's not going to feed off the worship or something. I shouldn't think so. No one's worshiping it. We're just going to put it in a, a little alcove somewhere and seal that up and put some sort of boring, you know, Bob Smith on the front of it and hope nobody pays it any mind. And then we continue worshiping the proper way to the proper God and uh, leave it high and dry. I mean, just keep monitoring it. We wouldn't want it to become a, a parasite of... Father Gill and Poppy at some point walking away and saying, you realize you need a new uniform. This is this is all the one that you had was all torn up. We gotta get you a new one. Oh, but I mean it's I mean this one looks cooler. Like I know it's, it looks it's cooler, like, but it's it's very much in Like it's got like the cool, like rough edges. Oh my violet. We We're really things. starting we this now. Thing. It's been a week. I gave you a week uh, of peace and quiet. And that's basically us. It's just walking off into the sunset yeah. arguing. Just because I told Karen <laughs> that I was gonna play by the rules doesn't mean I'm gonna play by your rules. Gotta keep a promise, you know that. <sighs> Um, I think Stanley's is a little a little after this point. Um, basically, if you're looking for like a shot, you see a um, like his apartment building there, um, in his room with the salesman's case kind of sitting tossed in the corner, his hat and suit coat all also with it. And then you see a scene of just kind of a bug armored silhouette. We got down in the the sewer tunnels, walking off into there. For Joanna. Um... She has had to replace her trench coat. No longer is it a creamy, whitish color. No longer any pretense of looking like a lab coat. It's black. She's just walking away and um, hands in her pockets. And if you are uh, in tune with, um, with the mist, you might see as she's walking away, muttering to herself and the little horns start to poke out from the back of her head and that is the end of the comic series